0: The is-it-morning-yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any-sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. Welcome to season four of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. Uh, Today's just been an incredible day for the glory of God. Earlier, I was on Lisa Perna's show at like 0530 West Coast time in the morning with Lisa Perna, talking about speaking in tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then leading people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And talking about that, I have a free PDF available for you called Evidence. Of being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, if you receive the baptism of the Spirit, there has to be some type of biblical evidence. Am I right? But I think that there's more than just one evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So I've got that free PDF available for you in the podcast description right here on Adventures in the Spirit. But guys, I'm excited for my special guest today. I have Greg Locke, who is back this season on this podcast. He's the founding and lead pastor of Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. And he's the producer of the film that we talked about before on on this podcast of Come Out in Jesus Name, which was amazing. People were being set free in the theaters for the glory of God through that. So that was in theaters a couple of times uh, over over the last few months. So I hope that you get to watch that as well. Uh, He's got the p- top-rated podcast called On Point with Pastor Greg Locke, and he's got a new book that we're talking about today called Cast It Out, so please help me welcome Pastor Greg Locke to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you back, even so soon, but the last time we wow. talked, we were talking about your movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name, uh, very powerful and um i didn't go see it in theaters i saw it stream, um one of those special e-screeners if you will but i'd heard stories about people being set free in the theaters and i'm like bring it god yay god Mm -hmm. but now you've got this new book coming out called cast it out so what has god been doing since the movie and leading up to the release of this book which people could pre-order
1: Yeah, you know, it's really been tremendous to watch. I tell people jokingly, and maybe not so jokingly, when the Holy Spirit gets kicked out of church, He goes to the movie theater. And so we saw in the movie theater, 2,000 theaters all over America, uh, an absolute barrage of deliverance. The Lord just began to set people free. We still, almost every single day, are receiving emails and text messages or people driving to our campus that watched the movie, they were either saved or set free or filled with the Holy Spirit. It was unbelievable what began to happen. I mean, just thousands of testimonies, videos all over the Internet just going super uber viral. And I'm like, Lord, this is truly an end time revival. This is a move of the Holy Spirit, the likes of which I've never seen and never imagined to even be involved in it much less have the humbling privilege to be kind of tip of the spear on a movement that should have never gone anywhere. And so we always knew that it needed to produce a manual, you know, a book. Here's how you can cast out demons the way Jesus did. Because sometimes you can scour the Internet and get on YouTube and you can get more confused than anything else. And I wanted a simple, streamlined way for people to understand demons know you have authority They just hope you don't know you have authority. But we do have the authority in the name of Jesus to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we don't have to manipulate. It's not about any sort of, you know, motivation. It's not some special thing that we do. There's not a methodology to it. It's a message. And the message is, come out in the name of Jesus, and those demons will flee. And so as the book comes out, I think August the 29th is when Charisma House actually officially releases it. It's really just a manual on here's our journey of how I went from Baptist cessationist, didn't believe in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially deliverance from demons, and then here we are, tip of the spear in a movement, as I said, that should have never gone away. And I want people to understand You can make the journey. You can walk in God-given Holy Ghost authority, and you can see people set free. And that's really the premise of why we want to get the book out.
0: Yeah. So I've been reading the book. I've got a PDF copy of it. And in the first couple of chapters, you shared your story, how you and you and I both. I mean, I grew up in a cessationist church, uh, it was a non denominational approach. So there are a little, some people that sure. have the gifts of the Spirit. But for the most part, the <laughs> pastors were saying the gifts of the Spirit ceased in this time. But then at the age of 12 and 13, God was speaking to me in dreams, and I knew it was God. And In time, um, I I pursued the adventure in the Holy Spirit that He's had for me. But can you share some of your story coming from cessationism and then how God eventually gave you this platform in deliverance and just that process?
1: Absolutely. And it's interesting for some people because uh, my transition and my journey was a little different and maybe a little more difficult because I wasn't just taught sensationism. I taught it for 30 years, right? I mean, that's who I was. I, I wrote the books on the other side of the aisle. And so I know all the debates. I know all the arguments. I know all the attacks because I was the guy that said, tongues are foolish. There's no healings. There's no miracles. There's no baptism of the Holy Spirit. You got all of God. The second you got converted And so I didn't believe in any of it. Now, I don't know where I thought demons went because they still respond the same way today as they have for the past 2,000 years when Jesus cast them out in the New Testament. So I just ignored it. It was the uncomfortable elephant in the room. But I knew people got healed. I knew the Lord worked and manifested His glory. And so what bothers me is I meet new age people, witches, wizards, warlocks, Satanists, and none of them are spiritual cessationists. You will never meet a satanic cessationist, right? Nobody says, I worship the devil, but uh, all of his power has ceased. So why is it the devil gets to have all of the supernatural glory and God doesn't get to have any of it because somehow or another, because we've got an English Bible, now God doesn't speak the way that he used to speak. Utter nonsense. And so what God did is he started embarrassing me. And he had to do that because the word had to convince me. I'm not convinced by people's stories or testimonies or experiences or whatever. I had to be convinced by the word. So I was preaching the word in our church and God was doing what I was preaching against. He's healing people. Demons are manifested. People are getting out of wheelchairs. And I'm like, okay, there's something to this. So the problem with a lot of cessationism is what they say. And it's what I used to say. Well, you put experience over theology, when I dumped cessationism and I came into a full understanding of a fivefold ministry and of the gifts, here's what I realized. I don't put experience over theology. The gifts let me experience my theology, and that's a big difference, right? So I'm actually experiencing what the book of Acts, what the Pauline epistles, what the gospels, and what the Bible teaches. And so once God began to do it, it's not like I could call a timeout on God and be like, nah, we're not sitting back down in that wheelchair, right? Once you see it, you can't put it back in the box. And as the movie, you know, come out in Jesus' name, that's streaming now, it's behind me on all the all the platforms. You know, once it came out, it began to show people that, When a nine-year-old girl manifested a full-blown cat demon in our baptistry, what are you going to do with that? It's not like I can be like, well, honey, I'm sorry. You you just have some mental deficiency. No, she had a full-blown demonic manifestation, and I was embarrassed because I pastored a large church and didn't know what to do with it. And so my wife and I were like, shame on us. Absolutely, positively, shame on us for having a massive platform that millions of people follow, more so maybe because of my political views then than anything else, And we don't have enough authority to cast a demon out of a nine-year-old girl. That's ridiculous. And so that put us on a journey that brought us to this broadcast to this very day. And now God has allowed us to be really uh, a global leader in the deliverance movement. And thousands of people from all over the world are not just watching a movie. They're coming to our church for the movement of the Holy Spirit. We just had 80 straight Sunday nights of mass deliverance. And there seems to be no slow to it. Every single Sunday night at 6 o'clock, people that never come to our church, they show up. They fly in, drive in, hitchhike in, ride a bicycle, whatever. Churches are sending buses. Addictions ministries are sending buses and vans of people. And every Sunday night, we have a two-hour mass deliverance and healing service. And it is just just—it's unbelievable to watch not just the progression, but how, fastly, how vastly it's growing, right? I mean, just so quick. It's such an accelerated work. After 80 straight weeks, you would think people would stop coming. They're just intensifying. They're coming more and more and more and more. So that's a long way around the barn. But I mean, I went from full-blown, this is heresy, to now I'm like, you know what? You better be careful that you don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit and be a real heretic and come against what the Holy Spirit is doing. So God has transitioned my life, my marriage, my preaching, our church. So I'm not ever going back. to to boring Christianity. And I don't want to go back to boring Christianity because I'm telling you, there's a God that is alive and his Holy spirit is working mightily in this age.
0: Yeah, well he is. And I think from where we've come from 2020, there more people need deliverance. Now, than ever before we're seeing it because what was hidden is now being exposed yes and there was a lot for 2020 2021 and i think more churches need to be equipped with deliverance more people need to be trained in it uh and and all that i mean i think we're gonna you said a movement so i'd like for you to describe that movement because some people may not uh fully understand you know like what is this maybe some people are on the sidelines uh but maybe they need to be set free so Mm -hmm. can you describe this movement and uh what god's doing through it besides you know through your movie yeah uh, and and your book but it's it's spreading
1: like yeah. wildfire all over the place it is and, and one of the good things about the movie is it forced people to bring deliverance to the forefront to have the conversation even if they don't believe in it right pastors are still having the conversation right wrong or indifferent and so everybody's talking about it and now that it's streaming It's almost like they can secretly, in their PJs on the couch, watch it, and their pastor doesn't know. And so the movie has not only impacted a lot of people, it's become what I call Christian contraband, right? And so although it's not happening in their church, it's happening in their living room, and they're taking it to their church. So by movement, I mean This is the number one ministry of Jesus. It doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be hokey. It doesn't have to be charismatic, right? And those are all the things that I thought as a cessationist for so many years. But what the movie has done, it's not just brought deliverance mainstream. It made deliverance a theological reality because it's full of Scripture from beginning to end. And so when you watch it, it's like, wow. It's the Word of God weaving itself together into the story to prove that, yes, God's people can be not possessed, but tormented, oppressed, and afflicted by demonic activity. We can be under generational curses if we've not appropriated the grace of God in our life. And so in deliverance ministry, here's what we're seeing. We cast out demons. We pull down strongholds. We break off generational curses, right? Three very different things. And so what we're watching is now people are talking about all of these realities. Books are being written. Other movies are being made. Documentaries are being made. There's a whole nother documentary coming out on Netflix in the coming months. that's really all about our church that we didn't have anything to do with. Lock Media, Global Vision didn't produce it at all. People are talking. Now we're taking it to the nations. People are begging me, come to Argentina, come to Canada, come to Nigeria, come to here and there and Timbuktu, Thailand. And now when I'm going places to preach, Because of our social media platform, there's always been crowds, but now The venues can't hold the people. We're turning people away. They're standing in the parking lot for four hours to wait for the doors to be open, not because Greg Locke's coming to town, but because people are starving to death to be set free from addiction, from nightmares, from division in their marriage, from from these feelings of animosity, bitterness, that they've got molestation in their past, and so their whole life they've been full of unforgiveness and bitterness and shame and guilt. And it just goes on and on and on. People are so hungry. And so the movement is really people coming back to the ministry of Jesus. There's nothing more that Jesus did than cast out evil spirits. He only turned water to wine one time. And we write volumes of books on that, right? He walked on the water twice. Dead people were raised three times, once including himself. And yet we make all of these fantastical claims for all the miracles that Jesus did. And we don't minimize them. But the number one miracle Jesus did was cast out evil spirits. The Bible says in Mark 1 and 2, in every synagogue throughout the region of Galilee, he cast out evil spirits. And so what is happening is people are understanding the principle of Acts ten thirty eight. right? Jesus went about doing good by the power of the Holy Spirit, laying his hands upon everyone that was oppressed of the devil and healing them. So in that one fell swoop, here's what God does. He takes healing and deliverance and combines them into one miracle. Because some people will never get the healing they're praying for because they don't need healing. They need deliverance from a spirit of infirmity. So when the spirit of infirmity comes out, then they can be healed. Then their body will properly and supernaturally react because by his stripes we are healed. And so what we're seeing is healings, miracles, signs, and wonders are in abundance because of deliverance. Because people's minds and bodies and hearts are being cleansed of demonic fear, heaviness, torment. These curses are coming off of them and they're being set free. And when people come to our tent, many of them come in skepticism. They're like, "Well, I just want to kind of see what happens." You start breaking off those curses and they begin to feel and they begin to know, "Wow, there is a peace that is welling up in me and there is a a tormenting power that is coming out of me." Nobody leaves and says, "Well, I'm just not real sure." No, they leave they're like, "Holy smokes." God is doing something in this tent. He is doing something in deliverance ministry. And now it's following us everywhere we go. And I'm convinced that the movie is just starting to gain traction. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Not because it's our movie or has anything to do with me, but because it's a principle that people are starving to death for. We brought back the days of Derek Prince and Don Basham and Win Worley. You know, deliverance ministry should have never gone anywhere from Jesus. Then it's resurrected in the 60s. Then it dies again. Now we resurrected it, you know, 2020, 2021, all the way through 2023. And I believe this is the last day's revival that Joel said in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh and you can't stop it. The train's left the station. So pastors can do one of two things. They can read the Bible and get on board or they can get out of the way because deliverance is coming to their church whether they like it or not god's going to embarrass them he is going to embarrass cessationist pastors because their pianist their choir leader their wife somebody is going to manifest the spirit of torment right during the service and they're going to be like "Uh, i don't know what to do with that and they're going to get what i call the baptistic porky pig syndrome and they're going to stutter around and it's going to force them to read the bible and they're going to say oh wow Silly me, I really do have authority to cast out unclean spirits, right? So come out in Jesus' name. And so, again, it's happening. Whether people want to accept or not, it is going to happen. So you should either accept what the Bible says or just get out of the way because God's going to do it. He's going to get his glory, and he doesn't need a pastor to do it. Yeah, that's right
0: you can hear god's voice and prophesy every person with the spirit of god living in them can be used by god for entry-level prophecy entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing god's voice and prophesying prophecy encourages comforts and edifies people and our heart is to equip and educate you to hear god and prophesy walking it out as a lifestyle and that's why we created entry-level prophecy e-course on charismacourses.com Through this powerful e course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy how to judge a prophecy and what foundation you need to prophesy and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. God is moving in in his sovereign will and his ways. And in your book, Cast It Out, you, you go into some some details about uh, the deliverance ministry that Jesus had. And we know that Jesus, the first place he ever cast demons out of somebody was in a synagogue. Mm-hmm. And uh, what something that I saw that I, I wanted to ask a question about is that you'd mentioned – When Jesus was talking about demons, he uses the word picture, an analogy of the house uh, being emptied and demons coming and going. And you talk about uh, the differences between expelling and exiting. And um, I'd love for you to kind of describe what Jesus was talking about there, about the empty house and the demons coming and going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a long way around the barn. But I mean, in essence, we've always thought that, well, when a demon is expelled, be careful because it's going to come back and bring seven more of its wicked buddies and its family members to the party. And it's going to get worse and worse. When in actuality, that's not about a demon being expelled. That's about a demon just choosing to exit and enter anytime that it wants to, because the door does remain open. It's like your house. I don't care how nice your house is or how dumpy your house is. If you leave the front door open, something eventually is coming in. And so what we don't realize is everything's not a demon. So let's say we cast a demon of torment out of someone. Well, that demon has built a stronghold. And so what happens is if you don't tear down the stronghold, your flesh will gladly take up the space. Your flesh is wicked all by itself, even without demons, right? And so your flesh will take that stronghold. And it's why some people don't need more deliverance. They need discipline. They need to change their phone number. They need, to, they need to say no to drugs, right? They need to say no to dope. They need to go to church. They need to read a Bible. And so some people get addicted to deliverance ministry. Oh, i got to be delivered, be delivered. No, 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 no. If you let an evil spirit cast out, you need a stronghold pulled down, right? You need to read your Bible. You need to be faithful to church. You need to learn to fast and pray. You need to hang around the right people because evil communications corrupt good manners, 1 Corinthians 15, And so some people just need to understand that deliverance is not a one and done. It's a discipleship ministry, right? We use deliverance to clear your heart, clear your flesh, clear your mind, so that now you can see, okay, these are the areas where I need to pull down a stronghold. These are the areas where I need to get out from under a generational curse, if that makes sense. And so I kind of go a long way around that in the book and kind of explain it. But we've always seen that passage is, be careful when you cast out a demon, it may come back. No, no, that context is clearly not a demon being cast out. It's a demon leaving. So the person comes back into the right mind. That's why everything's good for a while. But then the demon chooses to come back because the person never closed the door. So it's not a passage about deliverance. It's a passage about the lack of deliverance, that they never fully got really delivered. And so because of that, there's an open door, and here comes the evil spirit, and he's going to bring more and more. That's why it makes sense, which to me it never did in context. At the end of that story, he says, so shall it be with this wicked generation what does he mean by that he means that because this generation has the door of wickedness and perversity open guess what's going to happen more demons are going to keep coming in keep coming in keep coming in that's why right now today we are unbelievably more wicked than we were in 1960 in 1930 in the 1900s in the 1700s why because it's compounded interest of demonic activity it just gets worse It gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. And in the last days, here's what Paul said. It's going to get so bad that the word of God says believers will give into seducing spirits, doctrines of demons, and they will leave the faith. And so demonic activity is not going to decrease. It's going to increase. So my question is, if the enemy is going to advance, Why is the church sitting on their hands, sucking lollipops, doing nothing to advance the kingdom of God against the kingdom of the enemy? Because Jesus said, if I come to you and I cast out demons by the spirit of God, he said this, then you know that the kingdom of God has come unto you. The first way we know the kingdom of God has come to earth is when the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God come together and an evil spirit comes out. So it may sound abrasive, but here's the facts. A church that claims to be kingdom-minded, but they've never seen a demon come out, they are false advertisers because that's the number one thing Jesus said would prove the kingdom has come.
0: Yeah, that's right. So how can people be set free if they they need deliverance right here, right now? What are some things that a Christian can do— to expel
1: a spirit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very simplistic when you boil Deliverance Minister down to one verse. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, look, anybody can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Anybody that believes, these signs shall follow them that believe, Mark 16, in my name, first one, they shall cast out demons. So I understand the principle that all of us have the authority to do it. Some people have been graced with a higher gift, if that makes sense, with an ability to be able to do that more powerfully, with more authority, because look, some people walk in arrogance, not authority. They think, well, I'm just going to walk around casting out demons. Well, you better be careful, okay? You better walk in authority, because demons are not scared of your arrogance, but they do tremble at the authority that you carry, because devils believe and tremble. And the authority you carry is not something you have, it's something God's placed upon you. He's given it to you. So when we submit to God, it means that we're closing doors to new age, to witchcraft, to things in our past that were evil and perverted. So we're submitting every area of our life to the Lordship of Christ. So that's our submitting. And then we resist the devil. We have to tell him no. We have to stand against him. We have to renounce him. We have to rebuke him. And what happens? The inevitable result. He flees from us. So, yeah, I believe in self-deliverance. People can do it. I don't recommend it driving down the road. They can do it at home, at church, in the shower. But there's something about a place, and not just our tent, but there's something about some ministers and ministries that have been gifted with an anointing for deliverance. And that's why people have tried and tried and tried and tried. And then they come to our church and boom, it happens in five or 10 minutes. And they're like, wow, why couldn't this happen at my house? Because as Derek Prince said, you can be delivered anywhere, but there's something about going to a place where the anointing is highly activated. You can get a full blown deliverance. It's like Jesus in the, in the synagogue you mentioned in Mark chapter one, it's the first place he took his disciples and it's the first place a demon manifested. Now was that guy in a church service? Yep. Was the law being read? Yep. Is the law true? Yep. But what the law couldn't do, the authority of Jesus did. So some people, they read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. It's not that there's not power in the Bible. There's something about someone who carries an anointing, that someone who carries authority when they walk in the room, kapow, it just comes together and it begins to happen. So I can't really explain that. There's nothing special about me, but here's what I know. I can walk into Waffle House. Cracker Barrel, Walmart, FedEx, ups anywhere we go, we carry that authority with us. And I'm telling you people immediately start getting agitated. I'll have to chase them down the liquor aisle at Walmart. I mean, they'll go crazy just by being in our presence. Not because we're some super duper wonderful Christian. No, because there's a supernatural anointing for deliverance that is upon us. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 that one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. Now that means that God has gifted some people to have a higher level of the discerning of spirits because when we walk into the vicinity of somebody, when we get in somebody's proximity, we immediately know what to call out. God gives us a discerning of the spirits. So I can hear someone, for example, say something a certain way because deliverance has a sound. I know what witchcraft sounds like. I know what grief sounds like. I know what addiction sounds like. I know what heaviness sounds like because I have a discerning of spirits And so, again, I'm a pastor, so I give these long preachy answers, but all of this is in the book. But so, yeah, I believe somebody can get deliverance sitting in their car right now watching this video, no doubt about it. But I think if somebody wants a full blown understanding of strongholds, curses and deliverance, they need to go and sit under somebody that's been gifted or watch a video of somebody that's been gifted in that area because God can set people free. And sometimes it's as simplistic as just a couple of things that you just need to Forgive people, right? Because the number one reason people don't get set free in deliverance ministry is because of bitterness. Demons, even the demons that are mad and want to come out because of the name of Jesus, they don't cross the barrier of people's unforgiveness. So forgiveness, I tell people, is a gift that you give yourself. You don't forgive a perpetrator because what they did was right. You forgive them so you can be right. And once you break that covenant of unforgiveness, the spirit of bitterness just comes right out. It just leaves and just comes right out. The spirit of heaviness just comes right out. So you have to identify what's the reason, what's the door. What, was I messing with a Ouija boy when I was 10 years old and so therefore I've been under a generational curse of death my whole life? Yeah, more than likely that stuff happens. Are you addicted to horror movies, right? It, you open those doors. You got dream catchers, you're burning sage because somebody on Facebook told you that was a cute idea to expel demons. No one invites demons into your house. And so we wonder, why is it that our kids have nightmares? Well, I don't know, maybe it's because they're addicted to Harry Potter movies and the Bible says have nothing to do with witchcraft and wizards and all this stuff. And so here we are allowing this stuff to come into our homes. And then a guy like me stands up and I'm like, well, you know, the Bible has the cure for casting out demons. And they're like, this guy's a heretic. This guy's crazy. And I'm the crazy one when your household is full of witchcraft and yet I'm the bad guy, right? (laughs) And so deliverance is not difficult. The power is in the name of Jesus and people can be set free. Sometimes it takes longer than other times with people, just simply because of what they've opened themselves up to. And then some people need further discipleship. They don't need more deliverance. They, maybe they need some inner healing from some real trauma, from some molestation, from right. some rape, some incest, some real hurt through a divorce or a bankruptcy. They just need to be spiritually disciplined in their mindset. And as you can tell, I get to talking about you know deliverance, I could, I could, talk about, I could write 50 books and do 20 movies about deliverance because it's my life, it's what I love. I wanna see people set free. It's not about clicks and money and shares and likes and blue check marks. And No, it's about seeing people set free. God used the craziness of controversial politics for six or seven years to give us a massive size platform. But that was just the introduction. God did not give us a platform to stay in politics. He used politics to give us a platform so we could set people free. Because the real problem in this nation is not the White House. It's God's house. And God's house is in bondage. And it's time that God's people get set free through the power of the deliverance.
0: Amen, I love that. Hey guys, for those of you listening into this podcast, I'm talking to Pastor Greg Locke about his new book, Cast It Out. You could actually pre-order it now. I've got a a link in the podcast description available for you. But for the last couple of minutes here, I'd like to ask Pastor Greg to pray for us Mm. for people to be set free in Jesus' name or whatever the Holy Spirit highlights and puts on Pastor
1: Greg's heart. So, Pastor Greg. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're watching this now or whenever you will watch this, really, I want you to say something like this. Holy Spirit, show me any area of my life that is not truly submitted to the Lordship of Christ. You see, if you'll pray that, if you'll ask the Holy Spirit to drop the scales from your eyes and show you who do you need to forgive, you can begin to do it right now. And most of you know who you need to forgive. It's the person you don't want to forgive, that sibling that violated you. That ex-husband, that ex-wife, that pastor that broke your heart, that bus driver, that priest, that coach that took advantage of you. you know, it, it, could be a, it could be a prom date and you've held bitterness for 50 years. And right now, what you need to do is out loud, because death and life are in the power of the tongue, you need to say, I forgive, and then simply fill in the blank with who it is. More than likely, there's not a lot of people with you in the room. Just say, I forgive, you know, Frank, Sally, Sue, Betty, Bob, whoever it is. And then in doing that, you need to forgive yourself because one of the reasons people are not delivered is because they placed themselves in a prison. They've gone through a divorce, a bankruptcy, a lifelong addiction, and they destroyed their family, and so they can't forgive themselves. Don't play God. If God can forgive you, you can forgive yourself, and just say, Lord, I forgive these people and then just take a couple of moments and just begin to release them. So I come against every spirit of unforgiveness right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spirit of bitterness, you've got to come out right now. You have no more covenant. You have no more stronghold in their life. Every spirit of unforgiveness must break now in the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of heaviness causing that depression, causing that PTSD, those nightmares, every spirit of heaviness. Isaiah 61.4 says, we put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So enemy, we praise you out right now. We come against that spirit of depression. We come against anxiety right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every spirit of fear, you must bow now. We release on this broadcast the spirit of love power and a sound mind, every spirit of fear. I don't care if it's fear of man, fear of snakes, fear of spiders, fear of death, fear of the unknown, fear of the future, fear of demons, fear of deliverance, every phobia right now. We come against you in the mighty name of Jesus, and we declare victory in Jesus' name. The blood testifies against every foul devil right now. Those demons causing nightmares in your children, we speak against it right now. Here's what I want you to know about deliverance. You can cast a demon out of your house just like you can cast a demon out of a person. Begin to anoint your house with oil and walk around and proclaim in Jesus' name, every foul devil of nightmares, every spirit of death, up and out, spirit of Santeria, you get out of my house right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And then I speak to people right now that are grieving, people that have lost a spouse, lost a parent, you've lost a child. Something has happened that has caused you to grieve. I come against that spirit of grief right now. Every spirit of grief in your life, Right now, you manifest and go. You come up and out in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now that people will be released immediately from every generational curse, every evil inheritance from their father and from their mother. They will close every door, known and unknown going back 10 generations on both sides of their family, they will be free of that generational sickness, that generational bondage, that generational evil spirit, that that familiar spirit that has followed their family to this very day. It ran in their family until it ran to them right now on this broadcast. And we denounce it and we rebuke it. And we say in the mighty name of Jesus, you must come out. Every spirit of torment. So Father, right now, just grace your people with your power. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would shroud them in your love. Your word says that fear has torment, but perfect love casts out fear. So we speak the love of the Father over these people right now. We rebuke the orphan spirit. And we release on this broadcast the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We do not go back into the spirit of bondage again to fear. So, Father, may your love right now begin to drive evil spirits out of these people that are watching this. And we thank you by faith that right now people are going to experience victory. They're going to experience freedom. And they're going to experience massive amounts of deliverance. And if nothing else, Lord, just begin to show them right now as they're getting stirred up that they need to seek further counsel, further help. And Lord, we know not everything's a demon. But if it is, there's only one way to deal with it. We cast it out. We drive it out through the name of Jesus. So we speak peace over your people. And I pray right now for full freedom in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Pastor Greg, thank you so very much for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. What is the best way for people to get a hold of you and also pre-order your book, Cast
1: It Out? Yeah, if they go to uh, lockmedia.org, they can find out about the book. They can find out about the movie. Of course, they can pre-order it now at Charisma House's page or on Amazon. If they want to know about the church, just go to Global Vision BC, like Bible Church, globalvisionbc.com. And has all the service times. And again, whether you ever come on a Wednesday or a Sunday morning, we'd love to see folks on a Sunday night at six o'clock every week without fail, consecutive Sunday after Sunday, we have mass deliverance and we do what I just did for about two and a half hours, but we really dig deep in forgiveness. We really go deep in in the renunciation of things in our life. We close those doors and wow, we just watch demons come out. (laughs) And then at the end, we pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and it works. And the reason some people have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit is because they've been involved in witchcraft and tarot cards and palm reading. But once you break that off, people, the spirit of divination leaves because the purpose of the spirit of divination is to hijack that that prophetic gift that God wants to place in you. And so once you get rid of that spirit of divination, you can be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And after I went through deliverance, I had pastored a church for years. I've been preaching for 31 years and two years ago, I went through personal deliverance, and the same night I went through deliverance, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit because a spirit of religion had been keeping me for 30 years from receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I'm living proof that deliverance works.
0: Amen. I'm living proof as well. I've been yeah. set free <laughs> off and on over the years, and sometimes you just got to clean house, Amen. spend time with Jesus. So guys, I want to encourage you to get a pre-order your copy of Pastor Greg's new book, cast it out again i put a link in there uh in the podcast description available for you and it's available um on the charisma website as well and also i've got a free pdf available for you on evidence of being filled with the holy spirit that's in the podcast description as well so please uh jump into that and be filled with the holy spirit in jesus name Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews
1: by Hamburglar. Today's review, the best ever Big Mac burger. Take it away, Hamburglar. Rubble, rubble. He said, there's more special sauce in every bite. Rubble, rubble. He said, rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble indeed, my friend. Try
0: the juicier Big Mac and get 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only
1: on the app. Comparison to prior classic burgers, limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid once per day. Excludes tax. Must be opted into rewards.